today's Leading Women episode 118. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Lee Lydell. Lee Lydell founded Atlanta Bridal while planning her own wedding in Atlanta. It quickly grew and became one of the most popular sites for Atlanta area brides, providing engaged couples with no-nonsense wedding planning advice and extensive and personalized research on local wedding services unlike any found on any other site. Lee is also a speaker and has been asked to speak at events like Wedding Market Expo, Inspire Smart Success Experience Seminar, and the Association of Bridal Consultants National Convention. So women of the world, Ms. Lee Lytle, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are excited as well. So, Lee, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions that I have in mind. Okay. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind that niche? Sure. Um, when I started my business, well, when I started Atlanta Bridal, I was a web developer. Um, this was back in 1996, 97, so many, many years ago. And um, I was a consultant and I was traveling and trying to plan my wedding in Atlanta, but I'm not from Atlanta. And at the time, there was very little information online about planning a wedding in Atlanta. Some of the bigger national websites for planning weddings had just launched themselves, and they were all based in either either New York or California or somewhere. There was nothing for Atlanta online. So I decided to uh, create a website that I was really going to use for my portfolio at first and, and talk about my wedding planning. And so it was like a blog would be today, except we didn't have WordPress and all the blogging platforms back then. So I had the idea and... Um, Started Atlanta Bridal. I started it in 97, but it launched in February of 1998. And it just quickly, because there was nothing like it, uh, gained this following of brides. And even back then, we even met the brides. We would all meet up at people's houses and talk about wedding planning and talk online. So it was really a a unique uh, resource with brides sharing information. And from there, uh, it has grown into having hundreds and hundreds of venues and photographers, caterers, wedding planners, florists, DJs, bands. Uh, and it's unique in the fact that 
um, unlike most sites that are like mine that are advertising based, mine is advertising based. However, I monitor all of the vendors who are members um, and they are not, they cannot be on our site unless they uh, keep up their reputation and, and they have to have a lot of qualities that we look for in a good business. And so I have over the years had to let people off um, that weren't conducting business the way that I felt like they should conduct their businesses. Fortunately, in Atlanta, we have lots of fabulous businesses, so we haven't had to do that too often, but it has happened. Um, so it's a little bit different, and the brides who use the site can trust it, and um, I go to a lot of effort to personally get involved and, and sometimes match up the brides with the vendors. So um, just before we got, I got on this call, I was matching up five different brides with various venues around Atlanta. Wow, I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved, you know, how the idea came into existence based on what you're um, wanting it for yourself. And then it grew to helping others. And now it's a full-time business. And I'm sure our listeners were curious to hear that as well. Now, would you say... Uh, the defining moment was that when you launched your website, you got all of great responses for for readers and, and out there, and that they really and then you saw that there is there was a need for it. So, would you say that was a defining moment, or what was that defining moment that you know prompted you to start this business and made you say, "This is my business." Well, uh, the defining moment of, of why I started it was just that there wasn't anything. There was definitely a need. And I, I assumed that if I needed it, there were probably hundreds of other brides who needed it. Um, and But it really was, after I'd say a year or two, um, that so many brides were using it. And I was interacting with so many people. And I felt like it really is something that I need to build up. It did. I worked for the first three years. I had another job. So the first three years of building this business, um, I did work another job so that, uh, and I think that's important for a lot of entrepreneurs. If you don't have a lot of financial backing where you can quit your job, but you have this passion for what you're doing, then you just do it in your part time and you just work really hard at it and persevere and, and, um, make it something big. And it has, has been something that has supported my family very well for you know, now 16 years. Yes. And for our listeners out there, you know, that, it is okay to, you know, to work another business, another job while you are building this business on the side. And I actually, that's how I got started. And uh, it's, it really helps you because there are financial obligations that you're going to be needing as you build your business. So having that security, having that um, cushion, knowing that you have a paycheck coming in every month while you are building this business, while you are waiting for it to be be profitable it's really important so for our listeners out there don't shy away from it because you really need that cushion to to as you build your business or as you grow your business so thank you for sharing that now your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry and that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners however they really like to know what was the compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out well let's see day in and day out i mean that really is it i want to be the best in this area, in Atlanta and Georgia, and um, I provide the most in-depth information. Um, it's not just directory listings. I have in-depth articles about venues and real weddings that happen here, and I make I go on location and and make videos and walk through the venues and 
um, I just really strive to make it the most useful resource for uh, anyone planning a wedding or or really any event. We have people who plan corporate events and and um, you know anniversary parties and other types of events on Atlanta Bridal as well. So that just keeps me going. I mean, it has been 16 years and, and, you know, I've been married now, so you would think you might get burnt out, but I just love it. And I just keep going and trying to make it better and better. Well, I can totally see you there. And you know what? I resonate with what you've just shared, because when I had our wedding, I have to hire somebody, a wedding planner to make, to get all the pieces together. So I can see how useful and valuable this resource that you are putting out there, because it really streamlines and helps other brides to be out there, because there's a lot involved in planning a wedding, because of course you want to make that day the, the, the most special day in your life. So having these resources that uh, Lee is providing would really be helpful. So thank you for sharing that and for putting this one out there because it is not only going to f- benefit the, uh, your area in Atlanta, but the information I'm sure uh, um, can be, you know, others can learn from it in other states as well and in other countries as well. I mean, having that, those, getting those ideas or learning those ideas from you. So thank you for putting this one out. All right, now let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Sure. Well, um, I think one thing is I am um, a very, very hard worker. I started working when I was 14 years old and it wasn't that I needed to, I just wanted to. And I've gained so much experience and how to deal with customers and different people over the years because I've been working for a very long time. Um, so I think having a really good work ethic is so important for entrepreneurs, especially, well, everyone really, but entrepreneurs, because you do have to put in hours upon hours of overtime and extra time and you're on vacation and you're still thinking about your business. I mean, there really is no vacation sometimes from a business that you're running. So um, I think that over the 16 years, I have had ups and downs, like things come and go, the economy, it's bad and then it gets better and then it's bad and then it's better. And we went through 9-11 and you know, all types of things over the past 16 years. And I think um, perseverance and not letting things get you down is, uh, is very important. For, it's, it's a personality trait of mine that I think has helped me because you do over time, sometimes you get tired and you're like, gosh, I'm working so hard and, um, you know, I'm getting burnt out. If I have to look at another wedding, I'm going to die sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. But you do. I mean, 16 years. Think about it. So perseverance and just not letting all of that get you down um, is very important. And keeping a positive attitude because all of those things happen. And in that time, I've gotten married. I've had two children. I had to be on bed rest two, two with both of my babies. I had to be on bed rest almost the entire pregnancy. And so it's very hard to keep a business going when you're on bed rest. But I stuck it out and continued to work hard while taking care of my health. And I think all of those things are what make uh, set certain entrepreneurs apart and make them successful. And I know this, this helped me to be successful. Being hardworking, perseverance, and keeping a positive attitude. Huge and really important personality traits that everyone, our listeners and myself can develop. And I do believe that these traits are, you know, these 
we can cultivate all these traits, you know, and adapt them according to how it applies to our uh, business building efforts and to our life in general. And you know what? We are not born with these traits, but the good thing is that we can develop them. So learn from what Lee has just shared and adapt these qualities because this will help you build your business, be a better business owner, be a better um, person in the process and love those traits that you've just shared. So thank you for sharing. All right, now let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Well, I think that... um a lot of my challenges have come in, um, you know, when I started a business, I had never owned a business and I started expanding and um, hiring the right employees is a, a challenge because you really need to find the uh, best team because you, you can't do it all on your own all of the time. So you really need to find the right people. And so when you first start hiring people, a lot of people look to people they, they know and they're friends, and a lot of times those work out. I have, have had a friend who worked for me and has still works for me over 10 years and does a fabulous job. Um, but finding the right people and learning how to interview and determine what skills are right for the right jobs and what people on your team are the right for the right jobs, sometimes you can bring someone into your team for a, one job and find out that they're really better suited to something else. And um, that is something that I had to learn. I didn't know I hadn't been trained in, in any of that. And so that was a challenge for me. But I think, I, you know, it took some time and I finally got it right and have a great team. Um, other challenges are what happens when a bunch of competitors come along and how do you deal with that? And we've ha I've had uh, structures with pricing because of the economy and having to figure out how do I scale back and help my customers while continuing to grow my business? Um, and those are interesting challenges that I think a lot of people would face, especially with the economy. So um, I read a lot. I, I listen to when I'm driving around town in Atlanta, we have terrible traffic. I always have it on talk radio and I'm listening to uh, financial people. And, you know, I, I don't waste time if I'm or I listen to a book on you know, my CD player or on my iPod. So um, I think constantly learning and reading and trying to read about other women and listening to what they've done to solve some of these problems is so important for for every person, I think, but also entrepreneurs. Read, read, read. I have bookshelves full of books, just reading and learning how to deal with these problems. Yes, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to those challenges that you've just shared because uh, I agree with you, these challenges, whatever your business is, there are going to be challenges along the way. And uh, I totally echo with, especially with the first one, you, you've shared about finding the right people and finding the right skills with the right people because building a team, of course, it is a challenge. And, but when you, found, when you find those uh, 
right people and you build this team that's really going to help you move forward or expand your business, that's a great accomplishment. But there are challenges along the way. Uh, and even to build this business or build this team that uh, that can help you, uh, you know, expand your business. And But like what um, Lee just, just shared, you know, be patient and with uh, finding these people and then training them, building a team that, you know, will grow with you, that will help that sees your vision the same way and uh, value what you value and your mission as well. So the takeaway here for our listeners is that whatever challenges that come along the way as a business owner, those are a natural part of being in business. What's important is that you deal with them and take them as an opportunity rather than uh, a hindrance or a setback that will discourage you from moving forward because you know the world needs you and what you're putting out there is making making a difference to other people and it's helping somebody so don't give up on your dreams because this of these challenges along the way all right let's uh, switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance you know being a business owner myself maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life now the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance particularly if you have a family juggling many roles so in your life as an entrepreneur how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health your family your relationship and your business Yes. Well, that is definitely one of the biggest challenges. Like I said, it is very hard to turn off your brain. Even if you go away and you go on vacation, sometimes it is difficult to turn it off. So I have especially had to learn um, that I do have to turn it off when I go away and just, I literally won't check my email for maybe a couple of days, just while I'm on vacation. I still can't do it for the entire week, but I need to focus on my children and so when I go on vacation with them, I just turn it, literally turn it off. But from a day-to-day perspective, it's more difficult. So I do focus a lot on eating healthy and trying to, to make sure that everything I put into my body is healthy because I do find it harder to fit in exercise and I walk my dog and all of that. But because I'm running around so much and have so many things on my plate with a 7-year-old and a 12-year-old and running my business... Um, I don't always get in all of the fitness that I would like to. So that is one area that I still am working on, um, that I do try to eat healthy and that helps to maintain your energy because you need a lot of energy as an entrepreneur. Um, I also, when I work from home, from my home office, I have a, um, a way that I work so that I, um, can get things done in the house, but without getting distracted so I have certain tasks that I do in the morning for my house, and then in the then I'll go into my office. I set my timer on my iPhone for 45 minutes, and I work straight and focused for 45 minutes. At the end of that 45 minutes, I get up, and for 15 minutes, I set my timer again. I do those things like change the laundry and all of that, and that really helps me when I'm working from my home office to not get distracted by things in my house but to also not get distracted just by my work and let those other things go. And then at five o'clock I'm done or sometimes earlier, whenever my, when I have to take my children to activities or something like that, then I hop back on at night, but I just try not to do too much. I try to get enough sleep. And, um, that has really helped me by having a very definitive way that I work when I'm at home. 
Wow, huge uh, takeaways there with just what you've shared. And I agree with you, work-life balance, you know, is a really, ch- it's a challenge for, especially for us entrepreneurs, because we are so driven and passionate with what we're doing that sometimes work is no longer work for us. But it's really important to really find time for those that are important to you so for example when you are off turn everything off like what just that Lee shared and I'm really big on the second one that you've touched and I'm glad that you've touched this area because taking care of our health taking care of ourselves physically mentally and emotionally I believe is one of the most important areas that we should be doing because if we don't have a healthy mind and body we won't be able to build this business that we are so passionate about and as a nurse myself, this is really huge to me and dear to my heart because I have seen so many people, you know, suffering as a result of not taking their health a priority. But you know what? It doesn't have to be a big issue like what Lee shared. Eat healthy. I mean, 80% of what we do comes from the food that we eat. So if we are so conscientious of what we're putting in our mouth, like eat healthy, it's not 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 eating junk foods or not sugary foods or things like that. And or, or right, if we are able to incorporate exercise, there are other ways to do this. For example, with Lee, she goes out with the dog, or even if you are at home doing those home activities, those household course, as long as you're moving, that's okay. And then to structure your day, and I like. Like when you said about structuring your day with a timer and working in blocks of time, because I do that one myself. I mean, I structure my day that, so that by the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, I know exactly what I'm doing because I agree with you. There's a ton of distractions out there, but it is how we manage ourselves so that we are able to do those tasks, those things that are important to us, be that building our business or being with our family. So, wow, it's huge. Uh, tips there that our, that our listeners can learn from um, on how to deal with this work-life balance of being an entrepreneur. So thank you for being generous in sharing those. Now, let's talk about success and what success means to you. You know, your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Well, I really don't measure it so much with money. Um, I think that uh, I agree with you that there's plenty of people with money who are miserable. Um, but I just I take pride in the fact that I built something unique, really all alone in the beginning. And then I built a team to help me, and I help so many hundreds of people. I help businesses, and I help people planning their weddings and events. And so I take pride, and that is what makes me feel successful, is that I actually am doing something that is helping people. And, you know, while the wedding professionals do generally pay me a fee to be on the site and be a part of that, you know, it is free to the brides. And so I, you know, I feel like I'm really helping people, um, to put together their weddings and events. And that's what makes me happy and, and proud. And my, I get to, I have built something that allows me the time that I need to, to spend with my kids now. So I can 
uh, have the opportunity to go to the, all of their school functions and everything where I'm not having to ask uh, someone if I can take off work and that type of thing. So all of those things, being able to create the life that I kind of envisioned for myself before in my early 20s, uh, that to me is success because I built it and that's what I have. Yes. And that's why we are in business in the first place, to be able to create that kind of lifestyle that we want while helping others in the process, because we are putting something out there that are valuable and that's making a difference in other people's lives. You know, at the end of the day, knowing that what we're putting out there is making a difference is what matters. And of course, revenue is part of being an entrepreneur because we have to make a profit to sustain us, to build this business that we are so passionate about doing. But and also, but to think about that money is a vehicle to be, if we have it to be able to help even more people out there. So for our listeners out there, ask yourself what success means to you and you'll be surprised with the answer because most of the time it's not going to be those dollar signs. It's going to be knowing that you, what you are putting out there is making a difference to other people. You know, that's what fulfills you even more that's what is gratifying knowing that you are impacting other people's lives because of what you are putting out or what you are doing so thank you for sharing your perspective on that now let's talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be you know you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience so Take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Well, let's see. If I was starting out... I probably would tell people to uh, get a good advisor. Um, when I started my business, I didn't have a good attorney or um, accountant or anyone to give me advice on getting started. I just kind of did it all myself, which is fine. But then, you know, I over the years, I've run into issues where I, I have needed those types of people. And so I ha have read in other books that you should get it, you know, a team together, at least have an idea, get some advice when you're starting out and, um, I would say that, that that was good advice and that I should have taken and I have given to other entrepreneurs and has worked well for them. Um, two, let's see. I think that um, a lot of entrepreneurs, when they're starting, they have an idea for, for and the business aspects, like starting with a name and then not looking it up and then they're violating someone's trademark and things like that. So you need to make sure that you're all buttoned up when, with what you're doing what your business is and the naming of it and all of that, because you don't want to have be down the road and get a letter from who knows where, what big company that's suing you because they think you're uh, violating their trademark. Um, that's never fun. So um, that would be one. And then also just read and educate yourself all of the time. I think that's really important huge takeaways there for our listeners to take action on today so um, I echo what you've just shared and those are golden nuggets that our listeners can take action on so for our listeners out there what 
Lee just shared with us, especially when you said about getting a good advisor and to really educate yourself because there's a lot of learning curve, especially if you are new to entrepreneurship like myself. I wasn't born or I was, I never was around with entrepreneurs my whole life. And when I transitioned from being an employee to being an entrepreneur, there was a lot of learning curve to be, to be done. And, but there are a lot of resources out there to, you know, to educate ourselves, uh, be it reading or be it listening or getting a mentor or advisors out there. There's a, a lot of resources that you can get. So for our listeners out there, huge takeaways that Lee just shared. And I'm going to have those on the show notes as well. Now, what's one favorite business resource or tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business? Oh, let's see. Business tool or resource. Um, I really do use a lot of... Uh, online tools. Now I used, for example, QuickBooks for my business. It used to be a piece of software and then I could only use it on one um, computer. But now of course they have QuickBooks online. So I converted everything to online so that no matter where I am, I can always get to it. Um, I really highly recommend any of those services that you can use online. They're very secure. Uh, and there's many of them from, from you know, CRM to uh, accounting to, to you know, email marketing, all of those things. If you use an online service, you can get to them from anywhere, which is also great in case you drop your laptop and then, you know, you just don't have to use software that's only on your laptop. I think that's important. I use my iPad now for so much stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> that has really changed my business because it's my iPad mini and I can carry it around and I can work from so many different places now that I... I couldn't before, carpool line, whatever. I'm sitting there parked. You know, I can do things that I couldn't do before. Those yeah. tools I use for sure, my iPhone, my iPad mini. Yes, of course, QuickBooks and the iPad. Yes, I, I myself, I mean, I carry that one with me all the time and everywhere because it's so portable. I mean, you can use it for a lot of different things. You can literally, you know, manage or build your business using that iPad alone. Love it. All right, now entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Yes, I have two books I'll tell you about that I really... It really made a difference, I would say, in my business. One was called, it's an older book. It's called The Power of Focus. It's Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen. Uh, Les Hewitt, I believe, is the third writer. Um, but that really helped me to be able to get focused. And because it is, like we were talking about before, so hard to manage different things. And entrepreneurs, a lot of times, are wearing different hats. So that book really made a difference in the way I worked. And there's another book called um, How to Become a Rainmaker. Uh, the author is Jeffrey Fox. And um, that book is so beat up. And why that's important is it's about sales. And a lot of entrepreneurs, they want to build the business or they have the vision for the business or they might be artists of some type, whether it's a writer or an artist or a graphic artist or whatever it is, but they don't think of themselves, themselves as being in sales. Well, we're all in sales. We all have to sell our you know, product or if we're trying to get um, venture capital or whatever, it's all sales. So this is a very um, good book, just trying to teach the entrepreneur that how to sell and what's important and how to sell yourself. It you know, may not be a product or a service or whatever it is, but it, I think that was a, it made a huge difference. I mean, when I, after I read that book, 
my uh, revenue doubled. So that's the power of focus and how to become a rainmaker. Absolutely. Yep. I'm going to have those resources on our show notes as well. So our listeners can pick those books out. So that's the power of focus and how to become a rainmaker. Now, in my mind, you are a superhero, or shall I say superheroine, because you have done this, you have done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you were a superhero, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone you admire and look up to. Oh, wow. Well, um, I'm frequently called Supermom. My, I always wanted to be like my mother, who my dad always called her Wonder Woman. So um, I don't know. It seems kind of silly, but I because I really don't know anything about those characters. I don't even know if there is a super woman or a super mom. But um, I uh, would say that I really look up to any person, whether it's a man or woman, who overcomes odds to get where they are. I mean, Oprah Winfrey is a perfect example of, you know, building something crazy from nothing. So um, I would want to be like Oprah Winfrey or I really don't know. But I don't know about the cartoon ones. I'm not really into the comics. So well, I, I, look, yeah. I look up to my grandmother too. I mean, she is 99 years old and she was one of the first vice presidents of a uh, women vice presidents of a bank in Georgia and just hard working, overcoming, you know, living growing up on a small farm and so there there are so many women that I admire and you are one of those you are a superhero in your own right your mom your grandma Oprah all the people out there who are making a difference they are superheroes and I believe that each one of us have is a superhero in our own right because we all have unique potential unique talents that uh, that can you know that we can share others that we can impact others because of that and so to all of us we to me all of us are superheroes in our own right now last but not the least Lee I'd like for you to share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it uh, well my service is I have Atlanta Bridal, so it's atlantabridal.com. Um, I have expanded into other markets, and those sites are growing, uh, so they're not as big as Atlanta. Um, but if they want to go there to plan, get wedding and planning advice, that would be great. If people are in the Atlanta area and they're in that industry, then, of course, I can help them uh, more closely. Um so um, I would say that. Go to atlantabridal.com and you can find me and my contact information is there. And that's atlantabridal.com. So for our listeners out there, especially if you are in the Atlanta area and you are thinking of you are a bride-to-be or you want any advice on wedding planning and wedding services like those, go check atlantabridal.com and make sure to go to their social media profiles as well, social media pages, and follow uh, Atlanta Bridal as well. And also for our resources, for our listeners out there, all of these uh, resources and 
the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Lee Lytle or just type in her name Lee Lytle on the search bar and it will find it for you. So if you weren't able to get the link or those resources, I'm going to have it on the show notes. But again, that link is atlantabridal.com. Lee, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Well, thank you and I appreciate you. I really appreciate you having me on. Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now. inspired and empowered to make it happen then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iphone apps that these high achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download and we'll see you on the next episode of today's leading women with marie grace berg